Name this Taylor Swift song. We're happy, free, confused, and lonely at the same time. It's miserable and magical. Oh yeah. Tonight's the night when we forget about the deadlines. It's time. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling... You guessed it. The answer is 22. Because this is episode 22. So that's Taylor Swift's song, 22. Today, we're going to talk about eight ways to thinner holidays. Not so much a sustainable focus, although I will share what has been going on this past week that has been sustainable. So I still have that tied in. But I do want to share the eight ways to thinner holidays because I am a dietitian and this is a question I get asked a lot. How can I not gain a whole bunch of weight during the holidays? And since Thanksgiving is coming up this week, at least here in the U.S., that's kind of like the kickoff to all of the holidays that are to come over the next couple of months. No matter what religion or culture you are, it's definitely a time of festivities and a whole lot of high calorie food items. So I wanted to share these tips with you. And hopefully you'll find them very beneficial. And if you haven't noticed by now, my voice is a little bit different. And that's because it is November in Indiana. Which means the weather is all sorts of crazy and wreaking havoc on my sinuses. Now a professional podcaster would tell you, you should always have a couple of extra episodes recorded in advance for times like this. That way, when your voice isn't working... You already have an episode that you can upload, which I normally do. However, I did travel for work the first two weeks of November, which makes it very difficult to record and edit and upload a podcast. And then I've been doing craft fairs on the side. That's kind of a side hustle of mine. And the craft fairs really pick up just November, (laughs) maybe the first or second Saturday of December, but it's really every Saturday in November. And that's really, they're an all-day thing. And of course, as I sell things, which is great, but now my inventory has gone down. So a lot of free time is now dedicated to making more inventory and stocking back up. What I'm explaining is that I have used up all my backup recordings, and I don't have any left. (laughs) So now you get to listen to this really awesome frog croaky voice of mine. What stinks is when you know it's coming and there's nothing you can do to stop about it. It started last Wednesday. I could feel the drainage of my sinuses going down the back of my throat and it kept making me cough and cough and cough. And then on Thursday, I kind of sounded like a teenage boy going through puberty. My voice kept squeaking and cracking on me. And then, of course, on Friday, it was completely gone and I had a really hard time getting any noise to come out. It was mostly air. But that's okay, because on Friday at work, I had six presentations that I had to fumble my way through. I practice my presentations. I'm a great public speaker, but not when I don't have a voice. Then on Saturday, I had yet another craft fair. My voice returned a little bit, but I wasn't able to do rest, so that way I would have a good, strong voice for the podcast. Because I had to talk to everybody that came up to my booth. But it was a good craft fair. And what I do, I sell I sell different towels and towel rolls, like a reusable towel roll that replaces your paper towel roll. I think I've disclosed that before. Reusable 
face rounds to replace the cotton rounds. That's what I sell at these craft fairs. You know, just doing what I can to spread the word about zero waste and loving the world. While I was at the craft fair, I went around and I checked out some of the other vendors and what they were doing. There were a lot of really cool zero waste items out there. I don't even think that was so much their goal. It just happened to be that way, but I have an eye for that stuff. So I found it and I wanted to share it with you. There were some vendors there who did quilts, did quilting, but not just the big blankets of quilts. They did aprons and table runners and a whole bunch of different things. And they had quilted gift bags. It was a really, it looked just like a beautiful Christmas gift bag, except for it was made out of cloth. And they sold the, the small ones were about $15. I get that that is a lot of hard work to quilt. And you're definitely, if you're going to get a gift like that, you want to make sure that it's going to somebody who's going to appreciate it. Because a lot of times your gift budget might be $20. So if you're spending $15 on the bag, that only leaves you with a $5 gift. Another really cool gift idea that I saw were mittens that were made from wool and fleece. And this person had old wool sweaters that were not in style or had something wrong with them, like they got a hole in them or something. So they repurposed the sweaters and turned them into mittens. I thought that was a really cool idea. I was going to get some, but they were $55 for one pair. And I understand there's a lot of work that goes into making them, but that's a little bit out of my price range and they're mittens, which means I'm probably going to lose one of them anyways. And then I would cry. I want to encourage everybody to at least check out different craft shows, especially this time of year, because there are so many uniquely made gifts and they're not going to be covered in plastic packaging because the crafter just makes them and then has them right there on display and you can check them out. They're almost always able to do custom orders. So if you find something that you really like, but you want to change this or you really like that, but you want to change this other part, just talk to them. They're, they're, most of them will do custom orders. I know I will. And let's face it, a lot of crafters, they're wanting to make money. So they're going to get their materials and supplies as cheaply as possible. This means that they're basically rescuing and reusing items and repurposing items, which is another great way to practice sustainability and support others practicing sustainability. So if you feel like you're not really that crafty or creative and you don't have the skills to make these items yourself, then please go to a craft show and support your local crafters. Everybody always says shop local. It's not just about the food and local farmers, but it's shopping local for a lot of different items. It's a great way to be zero waste, sustainable, and support your local economy and help out your fellow community as well. I also want to tell everybody that last night was the first time I participated in a Friendsgiving. This is very similar to Thanksgiving, but most of the times Thanksgiving holidays reserved for immediate family. Friendsgiving is basically celebrating the holiday, but with all of your friends. And you do it on a different day than on traditional Thanksgiving on the fourth Thursday of the November. The dish that I chose to bring was vegetables because I am a dietitian and I knew that nobody else was bringing any vegetables and that was bothering me. So I wanted to bring at least one healthy item. 
And I really tried, but it was an epic fail. (laughs) The veggies were fine, but zero waste wise, I still failed. I was very rushed. I had to go shopping Friday night because the event was Saturday night. And I was already in a rush of getting home late from work after a long day, zero voice, didn't feel really well. I had to get my son from daycare. Oh, I forgot to tell you guys that we finally got our new roof installed. So now we have an energy efficient roof, which replaced the old heavily damaged roof that was most likely going to end up in a disaster at some point. Because we had the roof installed, that was going to be a lot of hammering and pounding all day long. My husband and I were at work. Our son was at daycare, but that left the dog here. And our dog does not do well in thunderstorms or fireworks. So we are very confident that hammering and pounding all day long was going to drive our dog absolutely nuts. So I took him to doggy daycare for the day. So he had a great, wonderful time playing with a bunch of other dogs, which meant it was another errand that I had to run after work. I had to go pick up our dog. After I did that, I just ran to the store real quick. We have three different grocery stores available to us in this town. And I went to Aldi's because I was hoping that it would probably be the most zero-waste focused store, and I wanted to support that. I went to Aldi's, and of all the different ingredients that I needed for a vegetable tray, I was like, that'll be easy. There aren't farmer's markets right now, so obviously the number one choice is go to a farmer's market and get all your produce there. There won't be any plastic involved. But there's nothing right now because the weather is really cold and the farmer's markets are closed for the year. So I went to Aldi and I got celery, which came in a plastic bag. The large carrots also came in a plastic bag. Bell peppers also came in a plastic bag. Broccoli, again bagged. Cherry tomatoes, which came in a plastic container. A cucumber, which was completely free of plastic. So that was my one good purchase that I made. Lettuce for the salad also came in a bag. Even though I got the whole head of lettuce to chop it up myself, it still came in a dang bag. And then hummus dip for all of the vegetables, again in a plastic container. But when I checked out, I had reusable bags. So at least they had that going for me. And I didn't use any plastic produce bags to put all the food items in. One, they're not available at the Aldi store, and two, everything already came in its own dang plastic bag anyways. So that was my fail. I was trying, but the dietitian in me really wanted something healthy at the Friendsgiving event. Lastly, what's going on is it is hunting season, and my husband went hunting last weekend, and he's out again hunting this morning, which is why I'm recording the podcast now, while my son is still sleeping. So I'd like for everybody to, if you can, (laughs) please take a moment and pray for his safety. It always makes me nervous when anybody goes out hunting because it's gun season. And also it's crummy, crappy weather. I don't want him to get sick. And I'd really like for him to get a deer. He's been hunting for a long time and we spend a lot of money on hunting gear and we have yet to get any meat from it. (laughs) Yes, it's a sustainable way to get your meat if you actually get it. So let's hope and wish my husband good luck and maybe for once in eight years, get a dang deer. (laughs) Okay, that's enough catch up.
The normal pattern is to go to all these parties, pig out, enjoy the food, gain a bunch of weight, and then on January 1st, what's your New Year's resolution? Time to start exercising and dieting and getting rid of this weight. So how about we just don't put on the weight and then you don't have to work really hard to get rid of it. So these are my tips for eight ways to healthy holidays. Number one, when you are cooking holiday dishes, make a few little tweaks that will reduce the calorie content of your dish. When it comes to nuts, cheese, cream sauces, gravy, sour cream, whipped cream, or butter, reduce the amount or remove the item from the recipe. You can also substitute a light or fat-free version of these items. Number two, when attending a holiday party or event where there will be a lot of food, wear something that is tight-fitting around your waistline. That way, you're more focused on your figure and less likely to overeat, which is very true. If you feel like you have to flex your abs or suck it in the whole time, you're not going to be overeating because then it's really hard to do that. Number three, do not skip meals. This will sound very counterintuitive to many of you, but really, truly do not skip meals. If you're planning on treating yourself later on in the day, please eat healthy for the first part of the day and then have a snack before going to the party. This is going to prevent you from overindulging at the party because if you skip your meals and you are absolutely starved, by the time you get there, you are definitely going to way overeat more so than if you would have eaten your proper meals to begin with. Number four, after all the hustle and bustle of getting ready and getting over to the party, you're going to be thirsty. When you walk in the door, grab a zero calorie beverage, such as water, when you first arrive, because that's just going to quench your thirst. Then you can go for a beverage that's going to have calories like alcohol or soda and I want you to sip on those and enjoy the taste. The absolute worst drink at holiday parties is eggnog. I know it's really tasty and delicious, but it is so high in calories, fat, and sugar. There's not really anything good about it, nutrition-wise. Number five, hold an item in your dominant hand, such as a clutch purse, a drink, or a cell phone. When your dominant hand is preoccupied holding onto an object, you are less likely to be grabbing at food items. Number six is to take in the scene. Take your time being social at the party, then go and scope out the buffet. Categorize the food items into one, food you must have, two, food you want to try, and three, foods that are available all year long. Take a small plate, that's the key, <laughs> take a small plate and only put two items from categories one and two on it, which is foods you must have and foods that you want to try. So only eat from those two categories and only put two items on your plate. You may go back up to the buffet as often as you want. You can only put two food items on your plate at a time. When you load up a big gigantic plate of food, then you feel like you have to eat it all and you end up overstuffing yourself. When you limit the amount to two items on a small plate, A, you don't look like a pig, and B, it forces you to eat slower, resulting in an increased enjoyment of each mouthful and getting fuller sooner and therefore eating less. 
Don't even waste your time or calories on food from category three. Remember, that's the food that's available all year round. You can get that any other time of the year. Don't waste anything on that. Number seven, after you are done eating, socialize away from the food table. Go hang out by the music, outside on the patio, or out on the dance floor, in the living room. Just get away from where the food table is. And then number eight, for your eight ways to thinner holidays, add something to do at the party other than eating. Have games laid out on the table, a movie going in the background, set out some magazines, if anybody still has those, play music, and provide a dance area. These will get the focus off the food and onto holiday fun. That's it for the eight ways to thinner holidays. I do want to remind everybody that Thanksgiving is coming up this week. I hope everyone has a wonderful holiday weekend. Hopefully you're lucky enough to work in a job where you get to enjoy the full four-day weekend. For those who are in medical professionals, emergency response, anybody that has to work over the holidays, we appreciate what you do. Thank you so much for doing that. Sorry that you have to take away from family time in order to fulfill your duties but everybody still appreciates your positions. Don't forget episode 21 had a lot of information on how to have a sustainable Thanksgiving. I do hope that you're able to implement a couple of those ideas. So check out episode 21 if you need a refresh on that. I hope everybody has a wonderful holiday weekend. If you want to get show notes from today's episode, go to www.startingsustainability.com forward slash episode 22 and you can always check out the facebook group starting sustainability and keep in touch take care have a great one bye